Welcome, friends, to another episode of Cryptid Chat with Yemi. As always, I am your wonderful, incredible, amazing, hyped-up host, Yemi, and I am here with another enthralling. Without no, that's not a word. Enthralling, enthusiastic. Um, you know what I mean. Sounded cool. <laughs> I'm here with another topic that you're you're here listening to today, and we're really excited to have you. Um, if you didn't hear the voice that chimed in the back. That is mysteriously emerging. Mm-hmm. I'm not alone in the studio today in the chat cave. Well, I am alone in the chat cave, but I have a guest with me today on our episode where we're going to be chatting a little bit about Valentine's Day and whatnot. So I'll let my guest introduce himself. He is known to most of you, but if it's your first time listening, uh, he might be a little new to you. So I'll let my lovely guest introduce himself. Hi, guys. <laughs> what an intro. Thank, thanks for lit, for bringing me into this. Um, my name is AJ Nugid. Uh, also known as Nemo on many other platforms. I am a content creator on Twitch and on TikTok. I pretty much, I, I'm off the topics of what she talks about, but she's a, she has a, she holds a special part of my heart. Ooh. Very, very much. I think, I, I think, I think the, the things called girlfriend, boyfriend thing. Yeah. That to thing. those that didn't know, the, if you didn't know. But <laughs> I, I, I am in fact, I'm in fact uh, on the show for another time. If you haven't seen, if you haven't heard, so uh, thank you for having me once more. Uh, again, I do video game type talk, tech talk type stuff. So if you're interested in that type of stuff, that's what I pretty much do. So again, thank you so much for having me. He's a wonderful human being. Hey. Uh, <laughs> thank you, dear, for being here again. If those of you who are tuning in for the first time are like, oh my God, it's, it's gonna get mushy. Well, a little bit. It's okay. And we're allowed to be because this we're recording this episode the day before Valentine's Day, but we're going to hopefully be premiering it either Valentine's Day or the day right after. So if there's any an episode to be mushy and gushy and cute and sweetsy, this is going to be the episode. Bear with us, friends. Uh, but Please bear you. with us because, yeah, it, sometimes we can be a little too mushy. If it means anything to you, I'm coming in this to, um, in a blind, so I don't even know what's going to be talked about. So I'm going to be as razzle-dazzled as you guys are for this Valentine season. <laughs> so friends, I'm so glad you've joined me and AJ today because we are going to be doing our first ever true crime episode of Cryptid Chat with Yami. And I'm yes, I'm so excited. I've been wanting to do true crime um for a while now, but like there's like a lot of podcasts that already that's like their main theme. So I just wanted to every now and then kind of touch on the topic and uh, why not um, start it on Valentine's day. So that's what we're going to be talking about, dear. I know you have like, you, you don't really know what we're talking. <laughs> what about. a mixture. True crime. It, Valentine's day. Hmm. It makes, it'll make sense once we like dive into it. But before we dive into the gore and the murder and all that good gore. Stuff, Wait, maybe. whoa, maybe. <laughs> just a little bit it is true crime so we're, we're gonna have to deal with murder and whatnot so. oh my oh my what am i getting myself into 
<laughs> you're used to it. You, you should be used to watch. I, I watch all those documentaries. Oh, very, very, whatnot, true. Very, so. very true. This is nothing strange outside of that. But before we dive into that, let's cushion the blow. And let's talk a little bit about Valentine's Day. So the last episode that we did, me and Alanis talked about the history of Valentine's Day. Um, it was just kind of a fun episode and whatnot. But I want to ask you, dear, what are what do you love the most about Valentine's Day? Tell us a little bit about your experience with the holiday itself. Oh, well, for me, that's a very good question. Uh, Valentine's has been more of like a uh, a mystery to me. It's uh, uh, if I were to define my history of valentine's it was uh when is anyone ever gonna accept my valentine (laughs) and then it was until finally after many many years later that this young gal eight years later decided to oh damn her heart to to me (laughs) i'm sorry to put you on the spot there honey no no that's okay i love you (laughs) but she she decided to finally put her heart to me and t- put a little bit of, uh in the deep dive of things and see how friendship can can go from friendship to lovers and she 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 finally finally uh, took my 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 invitation to be a, her to be the Valentine, you know. So it, it's it's nice to finally, after twenty five years of living, almost twenty five years of living in this earth, finally I got a Valentine's. Happy I, to be able to be with you, though. Two hundred percent. It is a spot that I on I am honored to hold first, very dearly. By the way, yes, actually first, and then hopefully last. Ah, see. <laughs> Cue everybody listening on their drive to work and whatnot going, aww. Aww. <laughs> Cue sound bit, aww. Also, a big resounding round of applause to all our brothers in the brother zone and friend zone. There is a chance for you to get out of there, my friend. There's hope. I promise <laughs> I did not expect it. Truly. <laughs> almost, almost 10 years later. <laughs> almost 10 years later. I promise I wasn't waiting that long. I was just doing my part. He's a he's he's a good boy. He the he the goodest boy. She's my best friend, and that was that's that's what that that's came first, and mm. everything everything happened for a reason, and yeah, it didn't, have to happen, it didn't have to be forced love. It was love. It was supposed to happen. Mm, my cheeks <laughs> is gonna hurt from smiling so much. So, can I say that your experience of Valentine's Day? thus far has been pretty good yeah very 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 good okay i don't want to assume but i'm very glad to hear that that's the case i always like to know that um now diverting completely from valentine's day okay what is your experience with the subject of true crime in general i I like the idea is an intriguing topic to me. If it was presented to me at, at any moment, I would definitely dive myself in. Um, I'm, I'm, I like that type of stuff. Uh, my mom mainly watches that type of stuff. She seeks that type of, of uh, content out. Any movie, any TV show about true crime, she'll be watching. For me, though, like personally... It, I I don't seek it out too much, but again, it is an interesting topic that I like to like dive myself into. It, it is, it is, and I like to uh, converse about it. 
Okay. Oh man, pop off, Judith. I see you. I'm gonna look at your mom in a whole new light when I see her. Um, <laughs> my, my mom needs my mom needs some new content. So far, I think it's because of you, she likes K drama. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Anyone listening is gonna you're gonna you're gonna get there too. It'll it'll happen. Oh no. Like oh my one god. One genre at a time. <laughs> but I think <clears throat> crime for a lot of people, that's what it is. It's a weird morbid. I I'd like to say it's a morbid fascination. We are fascinated by the things that we can't understand. And when people commit, you know, crimes and these horrendous acts, we want to under try to understand why. Why it happened and how it happened. As mm-hmm. weird as it sounds, as dark as it sounds, I think that's why it's become so much more popular of a topic. Especially, I would say, the last, like, five or so years. It's, like, really, like, taken off as a genre when it comes to podcasts, books, movies, documentaries. Like, it's really going off. Like, Netflix and a lot of the streaming services have done an incredible job with creating amazing uh, content based off of true crime. And it's the sad fact is that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of material there in this crazy world to work off of. And yeah, it's just a weird it's a weird fascination for many people. Um, it it so I think, people. Yeah, exactly. You nailed it for me. Like that's that's pretty much it. And I know this is the first time that we're talking about true crime on the podcast itself. Uh, so I just want to like preface it that you know we will be talking about crime we will be talking about some crime scenes some murders and things that have happened so if you are sensitive to any of those things proceed with caution i promise we won't get into too much uh gory details but we will be talking about um some darky kind of stuffies so if that's not (laughs) your if that's not your vibe um well, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe this isn't the episode for you. Maybe you want to go back to that. Close episode. your eyes. Maybe it'll, it'll work. Maybe. <laughs> hopefully. Close your eyes and hope for the best. But today's episode is going to be entitled A Bloody Valentine's Day Special. So, as the name implies, um, we are going to be talking about true crime murders and things like that in relation to valentine's day so we all know valentine's day as a holiday that's full of love and candy and hearts and cupid and whatnot but what if valentine's day isn't always so romantic what if sometimes it happens to be the same day of unspeakable tragedy murder and crime so today's topics i have a few stories for us to share i have explicitly i have pulled up as i go through my notes and everyone listening is like oh there's our notes again uh (laughs) i have pulled out six different um valentine's day murders and or crimes so these are true crimes that have taken place on valentine's day Oof, how rough is that, man? Yeah, exactly. So we have six that we'll be diving into, and then at the end, a few notable mentions. Um, but, honey, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> give me give me the blood, even though she knows I hate the blood. <laughs> it's okay, I promise. It won't be too... I won't get into too, too gory details either. <laughs> so today, our first story that we're going to be covering, our first bloody valentine's day special segment here we are going to be talking about and aptly so by the name the valentine's day massacre of 1929 a massacre Mm -hmm. oh my have you ever heard of this at all 
No, I thought honestly it was going to be like uh, my first impressions just kind of coming into this. I thought it was going to be some some husband or some wife. They hate each other and then something tragic happened. But you said massacre. Okay, this is going to be interesting. Let's hear <laughs> I will, it. I will say most of them are going to end up being like that. But oh, I yeah? had to include this one because this is the the crime that is the most associated with Valentine's Day. Mm. Like. It is, it is, it's, it's just, it's up there. You search Valentine's Day and, and Google and you will see it'll start filling in massacre. So it is a very well-known crime throughout America's history. So the Valentine's Day massacre of 1929, I'm going to take us back to Chicago's North side where an unsolved crime would take place on Valentine's Day of 1929. So this specific occurrence, there were seven men they were members slash associates of the Chicago Northside Gang. Okay. They made their way over to the SMC Cartridge Company Garage, which was centered in the Lincoln uh, community neighborhood of Chicago at the time. While they made their way there, four men suddenly appeared. Two of them were dressed as police officers. The others that were dressed kind of like in suits, like really nice. They came in and... Um, push the men in they kind of made it seem like it was like a stick up like they were being um they were being captured they were impersonating the police gotcha they pushed them into the building and they came in with submachine guns oh and they had these seven men uh line up against the wall and they were brutally massacred all righty in that fashion yep so these seven men were murdered uh, more than 90 shots were fired um before they all dropped and the two uh men the two murderers that were dressed as policemen actually um began to like act like police officers it's like it's hard to explain like they immediately knew that the sound would attract people so they had the other two guys that were with them dressed like in normal clothing like come out with their hands up and they were like escorting them out as if they had like you know the police had a taking care of the scene, if that makes sense. Wow. And they a little got, methodical on this. Yes. They got in a car and they fled. All right. So police arrived on the scene pretty quickly. Um, they realized something terrible happened, massacre. All these people are dead. Uh, one of them, however, one of the men is still alive. He had been shot 14 times, but somehow managed to survive by the time police got there. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Right. He was eventually taken to the hospital. He was questioned by police while he was there, but he refused to say who shot him. He refused to give any information. And he ended up dying three hours later um, from when he arrived. Unfortunately. How unfortunate is that? Yeah. (laughs) What? what (laughs) so it'll make sense once we get to it so again these are known either gang members or associates of the Mm. chicago north side gang so at the time gangs and the gang scene ran chicago this was not new like not new however their scale violent crime um shocked the community this was the first time something like this big had happened and it created a big outcry um people denouncing the mob and they didn't want to have that kind of violence associated with their community um so it shocked the nation as a whole at the time in the 20s and unfortunately to this day it is an unsolved crime <laughs> 
which is interesting. It's an unsolved crime. Nobody was prosecuted for the crime. Um, it is believed that the crime was an attempt to murder the Irish mobster George Bugs Moraine. And it's largely believed that the person that set up this whole massacre was none other than Al Capone himself. Ah, very yes. interesting. Exactly. Beard, beard rubs. Yes, these two, um, um, Moraine and Al Capone, they had like a rivalry kind of a deal. They didn't like mm -hmm. each other. And so it was largely believed that Al Capone was trying to kill Moraine. And Moraine was actually on his way to the garage. Um, so what people think it was is that one of the men that was there that got murdered was mistaken as Moran. And that's why it, it was like a hit and just try to get rid of as many of Moran's gang as they could to topple them so that Al Capone could really be the mob boss of Chicago and whatnot. Um, the unfortunate thing about this is that he was Al Capone was immediately linked as a suspect. Um, he had an alibi, though. He claimed that he was at his home in Florida at the time. Why? Um, Why our place? I know. I know. It was Palm Island, I think, <laughs> in Florida. It was where he had a home. Um, but this specific crime ended up leading to the downfall of Al Capone. It led the police uh, to begin heavily watching him and investigating him for a, a number of crimes, tax, ev tax evasion, and so, so much more. And again, it eventually led to his downfall and loss of power as the mobster that we all know. So... And the area where the massacre took place, uh, eventually that garage, was demolished in 1967. However, it became such a prolific area that um, this is an interesting fact. The bricks of the wall where the men were massacred were eventually purchased by people and or taken or stolen. Wow. Yeah. Imagine having that much value of dead bullets, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. You can actually go, um, and there's a place called the Mob Museum, and they have some of the some of the bricks, and you can go and see them. Piece of inf a piece of history right there. I want to buy that. Let me <laughs> buy that. Let me buy something that some people died on, some of their blood's on there. You know, it's, I think it's, again, that morbid curiosity kind of a deal. Um, this was a pretty shocking crime for the time, and it's still a pretty shocking crime, especially since nobody was convicted for the crime. They just, like, they found some evidence, like the car and this, this, and that, even the guns, but they could never conclusively, like, prosecute one person. And they, it's like everybody knew who did it. Everyone knew Al Capone somehow had something to do with it. It's very likely. But they couldn't pin it exactly on him per se so so like the person that survived my guess is it was more for pride he didn't say because of pride of that's the question isn't it why wouldn't he just say who killed him it gotta be some sort of pride thing with his quote-unquote gang my, that, that's the only thing i can think of yeah he literally told police when they asked him he literally said no one shot me what the there's bullet holes on you, my guy. <laughs> he had 14. No, 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 no sorry. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. You see those bullet holes? Yeah, I don't know where they came from. I don't know. I feel like, I, I I mean, maybe I just, we just don't, don't understand that time period. Maybe he had a deep-seated loyalty. I don't know. You know, That's I've never... what I think. That's what I really, I think. 
there's some sort of so like, the, the only thing that makes sense in my mind is like during that time ha- being part of a gang means that you represent some sort of you know initiative mm-hmm. and exactly and you have to stand by it so like people don't just join a gang and die i'll do some of the things but if they're if they're like knuckles to knuckles they, they they are hardened on that they will keep to it so that's the only thing that makes sense in my mind that's why he kind of kept shut because maybe he knew some things and i was like crap i'm collateral um <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I'm just not gonna say anything. I'm. Those bullet holes came out of nowhere. I was just drinking. <laughs> yeah, it, it just. It just. It sort of happened. It's crazy. It's like, oh, but, what, uh, would you look at that? There's a bullet hole on me. Wow. Oh my, oh god. my god! Look, there's 13 more. Oh my. Oh. Oh. Oh my gosh! Thank you for letting me know. I. I honestly don't know. No one shot me. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting story. Uh, but again, there's. It's. It's a. It's. It's a crime that still fascinates a lot of people because it has ties with the mob, the mafia, you know, these big names. Um, It's been shown throughout. There's different media depictions of it. Uh, There was an episode that was done, I think, by BuzzFeed Unsolved about it. So, like, it's been covered a lot. And, you know, it's anybody's guess as to exactly what happened and who who exactly perpetuated the crime and whatnot. We only know so much. And here we are in 2021 talking about it. Let's do it during Valentine's Day, huh? Exactly. Let's, let's do it while everybody loves each other. I hate exactly. everyone. <laughs> the timing is just wonderful. But that's our first story. Now we're going to dive into stories where love goes wrong. Oh, something that yes. I, I I think seems more, more correct in the sense, I guess. <laughs> A little bit more fitted to Valentine's. Yeah, yeah exactly. That. First uh, one everyone. is just, just like so happenstance. Yeah, it just it's just tied the most to the the specific day. But everyone, hold on to your fluffy um, Valentine's plushies and eat your chocolates because these are some stories of when love goes a little um, dark, a little sinister, and uh, doesn't end up quite well. So we have for the first story the murder of Riva Stemkamp. From 2013. This case is pretty well known. I remember hearing about it on the news, um, but it wasn't until like I did like a deep dive that I fully understood what exactly happened. So, and again, pardon me, everyone. You guys know I'm really bad with pronunciation, so I might get some of these wrong. So, Reva was 29 years old. She was a South African model. She was a paralegal. She was a TV personality. She was very well known, very well liked. Um, Beautiful woman. She did a lot of charity work um, with like organizations that dealt with bullying and with sexual abuse and whatnot. So she was very, uh, very active, wonderful lady. At the time, she was dating a Paralympic athlete by the name of Oscar Pistorius. He um, was 27 years old. They had been dating for about three months uh, when she was murdered on Valentine's Day in 2013. Very sad. So um, Oscar Pistorius, her boyfriend, was very famous. He is um, known for, uh, known as the Blade Runner. Ooh. He... Yeah, I know. Pretty. Is that where, I was is like, that where it came from? No, I don't <laughs> think so. But they just called him the Blade Runner because he's again, he's a Paralympic athlete. He's a double amputee, and he became famous because he, you know, his his prosthetics are like to like 
blades basically Mm -hmm. that he runs in and he ran in the Paralympics and I think in the summer Olympics one year against like able-bodied athletes. So he was pretty well known um, throughout the world at this point. So as the story goes based off of Oscar's testimony, um, Oscar Pistorius uh, said that he claimed that he was sleeping at night. So this is Valentine's day. He was sleeping and he mistook Riva for a burglar at night. <sighs> this is what he said. So he said that um, he was in his room. He was unaware that she had supposedly gone to use the bathroom and he began to hear noise in the house and he thought that somebody was in their house. So he took his nine millimeter pistol, which he kept underneath his bed, and he went to confront whoever it was. He said that he went to the bathroom oh, no. and he saw the window next to the bathroom was open. Oh no. So he called out and um, then proceeded to fire four shots into the locked bathroom door. Um, as he described it after he shot into the bathroom, he went into his room and he realized that Reva was not in bed with him. Oh. So he quickly put on his prosthetics. So he had actually confronted the whoever it was without his prosthetics. Uh, he grabbed a bat and he used that to like open the door. And that's when he saw the body of Reva slumped over and he realized he, she had been shot. He says that he grabbed her. Um, she was still alive. He dragged her downstairs. He called for help and that she passed away in his arms. So a seemingly... <laughs> Wow, yeah. what a tragic. Exactly. Doesn't it seem so tragic? That is ridiculously tragic. Isn't it ridiculously tragic? Except the prosecution says that's not what happened. <laughs> All right. The, con- the story continues. The prosecution from the beginning said that something was not right. So immediately, Oscar Pistorius was taken as a potential suspect for the murder of Riva. Now, prosecutors claimed that what happened was that he actually killed her after a violent argument where she might have fled to the bathroom for protection. Um, Ooh, when, according, okay. to yeah, according to ballistics reports, um, basically, she was shot facing the, the bathroom door and he shot within pretty close proximity. Um, so whether she was like reaching to open the door or she was just standing, maybe talking to him, we don't know. She was shot once it went through her hip and that caused her to fall back. She instantly put her hands up to protect herself and was then shot three more times in the, uh, I want to say it was in the neck and then in the head. Um, so that's so sad. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, very, very tragic. However, um, another thing with the ballistics report is that they noticed that the bullets that he used were uh, of a brand called Black Talon, and they are used basically to maximize damage and maximize as much internal damage as possible. I could go into more details from that from the ballistics report, but I don't want to lose my I don't want to lose my steak in my stomach. Uh, (laughs) Me too. Please. (laughs) No. Yeah, no, no, no. It just it did bad things. Let's say that. So, allegedly, Oscar Pistorius might have had a history with domestic violence. He was never charged, though. However, some of his former partners, like one of his ex-girlfriends, noted that um, he was a bit aggressive. Glad Um, she got out. 
right? Uh, she He was a bit aggressive. Apparently, he had... Um, there was an incident with an ex-girlfriend where they had got into some type of argument and he um, he hit or punched something and it fell and like broke her leg. Um, but they settled that outside of court. So he was never charged. Um, when the prosecution started looking into the potential that it was domestic related, um, they noted that there were text messages that appeared to show that there was an argument that had ensued and arguments with between Riva and Oscar. So it wasn't paired. It wasn't like love and butterflies and whatnot. Um, it showed that potentially he was, yeah, potentially he was very jealous, very controlling. And it also, the text messages showed that she potentially feared him. So, not looking very good for Oscar, especially because uh, neighbors reportedly uh, said that they had heard earlier in that day screams coming from the house, like an argument. Um, just the year before, he also had had a prior offense where he had shot a gun from the sunroof of a moving car. Um, so, yeah, just a few. Not looking good, Oscar. Come on. Not looking good. No, 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 no. So um, what you got this... what you got backing up? Yeah, just just not a lot of not a lot of good going for Oscar so far. Mm-hmm. Um, he pretty much maintained his innocence for the most part. Um, what it was, it was widely speculated. Like, um, like because he's like the question was, was he even capable of committing that kind of a crime? Um, and then it was a question of was it really domestic violence and this, this, and that. Anyway, uh, when it came to trial. They went back and forth on a sentencing. Like, I'm talking like his sentence was changed like three or four times. Eventually, he was sentenced to 13 years in prison, um, which is where he is now. R.I.P. Yeah, exactly. I I don't know what to think much. I remember seeing this case, though, um, talked about on the TV. Um, it's just very it's a very sad occurrence. Nonetheless. However, it occurred. It just doesn't look circumstantially very well. For you know, me. I I kind of want to believe the first story because it sound that sounds like you know what would happen in a movie, and I would actually be shocked during that happening. Like I, I'm seeing it all in my head as like a movie scenes happening and such. But then hearing the second story, I'm just like, why you sound so more plausible? Yeah. Uh... The- Again, with how the ballistics report um, came through and the crime scene, it just, they weren't buying what he was saying. You got ousted, bro. It wasn't, they didn't buy it. And so he's in prison. I think he's eligible for parole in 2023 is the next time that he will potentially be. um, He'd be there for a while, though. Yeah, he's going to be there for a little bit more than likely. Um, It was a big thing because, again, he was so worldwide known as an athlete and because she was so well known, especially in South Africa. And um, it, it brought the attention of South Africa, um, which has, I didn't realize this. Apparently South Africa has a very big domestic violence uh, issue statistically wise um, on a global level. So it, it brought attention to that issue, whether it was related to it fully or not. We, I mean, we weren't there. We don't fully know. Um, so I guess if anything good came about this is that it it brought more attention to that kind of a subject um, and whatnot. So 
a sad end to Riva. Um, not a good, not a good story. I didn't like that one. I'm sorry. That they don't really get much sad. better. They don't no? get much better. No. Oh man. This one's actually really sad, in my opinion. This one's really sad. Are you so, guys worse no, than this? Yes. Story number three. We have the unsolved murders of Nicholas Colmsman and Stephanie Hart in 2000. So this is a couple. Okay. Yeah, this is sad. I'm embracing myself. <laughs> so in Littleton, Colorado, this is Valentine's Day in 2000. Stephanie, who was just 16 years old, uh, drove to the local subway where she had just sneaked out of her house to meet with her boyfriend that she had been dating for two years, Nicholas, who was only 15. He was finishing his shift there, closing up. Oh, very and, young. Yeah, they were very young. They were actually, fun fact, uh, well, not so fun fact, but it is a fact. Uh, they were survivors of the Columbine High School shooting, which had taken place less than a year before. Wow. Yeah, it had happened about 10 months prior to this uh, incident. So uh, she had snuck out of the house to go and meet him as he was closing. And um, at that point in time, um, a few hours passed, a employee of the subway drove by around midnight and noticed that uh, the lights of the store were still on. And that was very strange because, you know, the store was supposed to have closed several hours before. So around 1 a.m. or so, um, they went to check the store. And that's when they made the unfortunate discovery that behind the counter were Stephanie and Nicholas shot to death. Whoa. Very sad. Oh. They had been shot. However, no cash was stolen and nothing else was stolen from the store or on them. What's the mystery behind this one? Yeah. So it is an unsolved murder to this day. Uh, there were many tips that were given. There was no concrete leads um, for the case, however. There were lots of theories. Um, the location of the subway was known to have a history of having, like, a lot of police calls with, like, violence and drug issues in this location. Um, so it led people to wonder, could one of those things have had to do with their murders, you know? Uh, the only real person of interest was... Um, it was described uh, somebody saw a young man, a young white man, um, blonde, wearing a red sweatshirt with flared pants and a black baseball cap, white shoes and a black jacket who was seen in the area around the time of the crime. That's the only um, lead that they really had. There's a composite sketch that the police um, brought out, but nobody was... Um, Nobody was prosecuted for the crime, and it was. Was there any solid. motives, like like found motives or or, or conceived so, motives? Maybe that's where this next part goes in. So, um, once the story broke out, it really shocked the community. Again, this is a community that still that's still reeling after the aftermath of the Columbine High School tragedy. Uh, so this was another tragic occurrence in this town, and it really hurt a lot of people. Um, one of the things that was originally brought up was why was Nicholas, who was only 15 years old, by himself closing the store? He was a minor. So that goes against laws. And actually, um, the store would end up being fined uh, several thousand dollars for this very reason, uh, because mm. he should not have been by himself. Um, another strange thing is that the security cameras at the store were turned off during the incident so there's no footage at all um 
about what happened inside. Does it seem like a perfect crime scene? You know, I don't know. Like one of those things in movies that's like, why Why was that placed? Why? In real life, it wouldn't happen. No, right? in real life, it actually happened like that, too. Yes, yes. So um, this, a lot of people speculated that maybe the, um, the store owner was kind of like... Um, he maybe knew something happened or would happen and he kind of covered it up, you know, um, Stephanie's mother, uh, would actually attempt to sue the store alleging that they knew that the store was unsafe with issues related to drugs and all this stuff. And they did nothing about it. Unfortunately, the judge would rule in favor of the store owner and not, um, not the parents. So it didn't, didn't really go anywhere. Um, at the end of the day, it is still an unsolved crime. Um, Nicholas and Stephanie, however, are still together. Even after death, they were buried next to each other. The graves are right next to each other. Um, Not and, a Valentine that you really want, but at least they're still no, together. right? It's it's very, very tragic, especially because, like, um, their parents... I was reading uh, some of the, like some of the interviews with their parents and they talked about how, even though they were very young um, and they had like a very deep love, like a very uncommonly deep love for each other at such a young age. Um, so the only like thing that, mm -hmm. <laughs> the only comfort sorry, sorry, that sorry. the family had was like that they knew that they were together, I guess you could say. Um, I did want to, I did want to pop in um, if anyone is listening and they have any tips that could potentially pertain to the case. Um, I did uh, have the contact information. Please contact the Jefferson County Sheriff's yes, Office at 303-271-5599 or the Metro Denver Crime Stoppers at 720-913-7867. So they are still, even though it's a unsolved murder, they are still taking in uh tips and anything just in case somebody knows something somebody's got to know something do you think that it's tied to the prior shooting maybe it was like something that it was supposed to be finished maybe um like that since was... they survived like yeah, yeah, a, like, yeah. like you know like a like a final destination yeah, yeah, type yeah. thing so again, lots of lots of theories were thrown around. Um, some people, there was the theory that maybe the both of them had been um, kind of friends with one of the Columbine shooters. Um, the another interesting fact is that one of the Columbine students that passed away, Rachel Scott, worked at this. Originally, had worked at the subway. Also, I feel as though as though it has something to do with it. That's the only conclusive or near conclusive thing that I can think of that makes sense. Otherwise, that place is probably like a hot spot for just targeting random people. That's that's the only thing. Those are only the only two things I could think of. You know, after the Columbine shooting, the the town itself suffered actually several different kinds of tragedies. This was just one such occurrence. It was also like the murder of like a young boy. And I think there were like several suicides that took place within like the span of just several years after. Um, so what maybe breathing. maybe you can just say that like it was almost like a darkness, like like the aftermath of just tragedy, like leading dark to air tragedy. was just passing by there. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sad. It's really sad. That was yeah. really tragic, man. Yeah, I know, especially because it's a couple. It is sad. But get what? They love each other. I know they love each other. 
we're gonna go on to number four. This is a this is an interesting one. This is I think I don't want to say textbook, but this is this is what I think of when I think of like love going wrong. If it had to mm-hmm. be, <laughs> exactly. I don't want it to ever go wrong, but yeah. So this is the murder of Richard Showek of two thousand and ten. Oh, so ten years ago. Yes. 11 years ago. Richard Showick was 46 years old and he was the fifth wife, uh, excuse me, fifth wife, the fifth husband to <laughs> his wife, to his wife, Stacy Showick. And he was also the adopted father of her two children. So he was uh, shot to death on Valentine's well, Day in 2010 at Belton Bridge Park in Georgia. So this is an interesting case. So Richard had actually arrived at Belton Bridge Park. Um, he had received um, notice from his wife to meet him at the park uh, so they could exchange Valentine's gifts. You know, it was going to be romantic in a little isolated part of the park. They were going to exchange Valentine's cards and whatnot. So as he arrived to the spot where they had planned to meet up, he was shot and killed by re- by. Reginald Coleman, otherwise known as Mr. Results, who was a hitman. Mm. So, unfortunately, his wife had hired a hitman. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, uh, let's backtrack a little. I kind of find it a little bit cute, I guess, that at the age of 46 that they go somewhere to give each other Valentine stuff. I'm so, sure he thought it was going to be really cute that, too, that, right? <laughs> I, I hope he, they've been doing that the past 46 years or whenever they've been together. But dang, I'm not going to lie. That was kind of cute at 46. Goodness gracious. It's, it's definitely a cute idea. Um, It didn't end out very well. I'm 46 for and, you, and uh, if I'm 46 and you send me and you ask me to go somewhere and exchange gifts, man, I'm going to be look at you weird. <laughs> You're going to be you. like, wait a minute. Remember that one time? Another, is this another Richard story? Is it, and I'm, I'm just going to pull me? up your podcast. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. I <laughs> feel like that one episode. I know where this is going. So this is what happened. So Stacy, his wife, had gotten into contact um, with the hitman through a work friend. Yeah. Mm. Her work friend was like, mm, girl, sounds like you got some issues. Um, I know a guy that can help you. She paid him $10,000 and she um, also gave um, something to her work friend, you know, as, you know, thank you for helping me out. She gave her uh, a property that she owned. So um, apparently Richard, her husband, had recently, as of February 1st, uh, taken out a over $500,000 life insurance policy. There's always money tied to these things, I feel like. And Stacy was also having an affair. So we don't have a clear motive um, once we go into the trial and this, this and that. It was pretty quickly uh, figured out that Stacy had something to do with the murder. Um, and then they realized that it wasn't just Stacy. It was also her work friend and the hitman, of course. Um, the three of them were corresponding a lot before, during, and after the murder. So it was pretty quickly figured out that they all had something to do with it. Um, How can you think to... Uh, except a hit okay first of all this is, this is asking me so many questions first of all how does that friend 
have a connection to it. Thank you, right? That's what I thought. The Who first has thing that I was on like, files? Is like, yo, my guy, I got a phone. I got to phone you something. Secondly, you know what's tragic? You just valued his life at $10,000 in a property. That's so low. I mean, you're already killing the man, but dang. Killing I the man know. with ten thousand dollars, you're valuing I his know. life for ten grand, and you're gonna like what? Oh, I'm That's gonna live rough. my life after that. How? So rough. Yeah, it's it's so bad. So, uh, of course, evidence eventually pointed that Stacy, the hitman, and the friend were, you know, in oh, communication. Man. They were in cahoots, and they were the ones that um, set up this murder. They were eventually all charged with life in prison for. Um, the murder of Richard um, when asked for a motive, because that was the main thing. Why? Why? Prosecution, of course, pulled out. Maybe it was the heavy life insurance policy he had taken out. They pulled out that she was having an affair, which she admitted to, by the way, pretty quickly. Um, and then when they asked her about it, she said um, that she last, this is at the last minute, she stated that she um, thought that he was molesting either one or both of her kids. Um, and she just like acted out ra like irrationally kind of a deal. But the thing is that there was no evidence for this. And actually one of the kids would even come out and state that that never, ever happened. That wasn't a thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So very sad for Richard. Richard had been a hot air balloon enthusiast. He was an outdoorsman and artist, and he was actually a Boy Scout leader also. Very sad. I'm that just wondering how like how, how hitmen completely off topic but how do hitmen not get caught and then they finally do the job and then get caught what, what, what do you think is going to happen i just find it interesting that the hitman's like his name was mr results i'm like i'm 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 very intrigued on how hitmen are supposed to not be caught <laughs> yeah oh i feel right. like the downfall was probably that too many people were involved that's true. That was probably what made it, it that's, fairly quick. That's true. When you watch a lot of like Hitman movies, no loose ends. Mm-hmm. They right. always get the Yep. That that that'd be what it was. I think it is. So unfortunately tragic for again Richard. Um now very tragic. Story number five, another tragedy. This one's very interesting also. They're all kind of interesting. Um, so this is the murder of Denise Luthold in 2013. So we're taking it over to Valentine's Day 2013. Uh, I'm going to probably butcher the name of this town. It's either Peoria or Peoria, Illinois. So we have minister, minister Nathan mm. Luthold, who's 39 years old. He makes a 911 call reporting that there is a potential break-in at his house. He said that he had not heard from his wife all day. Um, he got a call from his daughter's daycare that she had not come to pick the child up. So he decided to swing by the house and see if everything was okay. When he got there, he found that the garage door was open and there was broken glass. So he, instead of going inside, he decided to stay outside and call immediately for help. Uh, when the police arrived, they walked in and they immediately discovered his wife, his wife, Denise Bert, uh, Luthold, who was also 39, was shot to death, unfortunately. She was shot in the head um, with one of the three guns that Nathan kept in the house, which was now missing. Um, so, yeah, very tragic, right? Again, seems like such a tragic occurrence. This poor minister, he's the Lord's man. 
he come home and his poor wife has been murdered because somebody broke into the house. Tragedy on Valentine's Day, of course. <laughs> absolutely. All it's the tears. It's, it's so sad. I know. I want to cry. I really want to cry. Except he's a dirtbag. So <laughs> the issue. Here's the flip. There's always a flip. So allegedly, Nathan had been texting his mistress, Alina, who was 20 years old. Um, he had met Alina when the family, yes, the whole family, was over in Lithuania doing missionary work. Wow. The Lord's work. They were doing the Lord's work. He was not doing the Lord's work. He met Alina when she was six years old. Oh. Yeah. Eventually, the two became, uh, the two would be, begin a secret relationship after she had been an exchange student for the family when she was 18 years old. Hmm. Wow. There's a lot going on there. In a span of time, too. Yes. So, prosecution said that they began a secret relationship and this was um, um, confirmed by, like, emails and whatnot, um, even though both of them would deny it the entire time during the trial. They both said that they were never... Um, any kind of relationship, but I've read some of the emails and um, I feel like if I say things like, I failed you, I'm so sorry, I need to work harder for us in this relationship, that probably means that we're having a relationship. I think the word relationship kind of hits the coffin. It's yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know something about it. I think, I think it kind of defines it. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I think so too. So, <laughs> um, again, prosecution presented the crime as basically like Nathan had given this as a Valentine's gift to his mistress that he was going to get rid of his wife so that they could finally be together kind of a deal. Um, evidence showed that Nathan had been searching up on the computer, how to silence uh, his gun, like how to get a silencer for the gun. And um, of course they were stacks of emails between the two. Uh, so not looking very good. Uh, they also found, um, upon searching the house, they found a note that was written by Denise, so his wife, in one of her notebooks that seemed to show that she was aware of the affair and also cited that there was issues between her and her husband. So they had been married about 17 years. And this is a quote from the note that was found. So it said, I really don't think there's anything I have done or not done to deserve this. I have never been good enough or or done enough for you. I know that you want me dead. I am not stupid, but I am not that brave. I quit. I will not please you anymore. No more of that game. If I haven't pleased you in the 17 years, then nothing I will do will do it. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. She, so it seemed like she knew. She definitely knew that there was an affair going on. She definitely had an idea that maybe he would try to get rid of her, unfortunately. Um, and it seemed like that's and exactly what happened. Wow. Yeah. He, the entire on these things. Right? The entire time my man uh, maintained his innocence, he actually said, and this is what really pissed me off when I was reading, like, the judge, like, the, the court transcripts and whatnot. He was like, you know, he kept saying, like, that he was innocent, but also he was going to be praying for the killer to be found and brought to justice. And I'm like, oh, no. No, no. Hello? No. No, no. But the judge, to his credit, the judge was, like, hella hard, and I'll show that in a second. It actually only took 90 minutes for the jury to find him guilty. 
90 minutes, guilty, and they sentenced him to 80 years in prison. God damn. That was a pretty quick deliberation. Good goodness gracious. We got him, boys. Yeah, they got him pretty quick, too. The judge, like, laid down the law and was, like, basically saying, like, you know, like, you may have done a lot of good in your life and this isn't that, but you ruined everything. Like, it's such a tragedy that you chose to do such a thing, especially, like, in your, like, this is your home. This is where your family's supposed to be safe, where your kids are supposed to be safe, and you chose to do this kind of a deal. And he also said, like, I, I want to make it clear that what happened here has nothing to do with the church or with any of the charities or organizations and whatnot. No, this is only, this is reflected upon you and you alone. And I was like, yes, wow. we love that. Pop off. The judge was like not having it. Let me tell you, I, I was actually really vibing some of like I when I was like, reading. I can imagine him like he's getting into it. And you know, when you really get into something, you get off of your seat, you stand up. Yeah, that's, that's what, what literally it seemed like at one point the judge like literally like, got he's like, oh, no, no, we're not dealing with this. Mm, so yeah justice our boy nathan is in a prison for a very long time um mm. alina was not found uh, she was not um not tried for anything she was kind of seen as well if she was a mistress it didn't seem that she knew what was going to happen so she may have been the mistress but she didn't have anything to do with the murder so yeah um and th that be that so that's story number five. I've got one last story to There's share with us. There's a lot of like connections. What well, so far? Just just wanted to pause uh -huh. real quick. So far, there's like a trend amongst all of them, but everyone, every single one of them had a nice element. So kudos. Let's, let's give a round of applause <laughs> to Yami for the the different uh, research that she brought into this because there was different types it was not like one of the the same type uh, everything else had like a different like topic to talk about so thank good you, your thank research you. that was yeah that's, that's quite extensive that could have gone a lot deeper into these <laughs> but like again we're i wanted this episode to have different stories um you could literally just create an entire podcast episode about just one of these crimes and dive into very specific details but this is kind of like a general synopsis of what happened and whatnot um so yeah most of these end up with you know somebody going to jail unfortunately one or two of them didn't and we're going to end off with one of those cases an unsolved crime so this is number six the murders of jesse mcbain and patricia mann from why 19 do these names like sounds like they're <laughs> supposed to be murdered i'm sorry to say that's kind of hard to say but these these names end up like like i, okay, get, I me, get what you're saying i get what you're saying it's kind of like like when you hear your parents names uh -huh. like you know that they're they're old people names of their time you don't hear i'm sorry mom but you don't hear judith in, i'm sorry for all the judas out there right now that are like <laughs> our age right now but i'm just saying but like yeah, like, why do these people sound like it It was meant to be? I'm so sorry to say that. I'm sorry. It's like a morbid, tragic thing. Like, right? it, yeah, I, I get what you're like saying. Yeah, I, I kind of see it, too. I like, it fits it. the name. Like, so-and-so's yeah. name, tragic of 1970-something. Like, what? Why did uh, it flow so well? Not what you want. Not how you want to name your kids. 
Yeah. So, yeah, this is the murders of Jesse McBain and Patricia Mann from 1971. So this is an unsolved crime also. So I'll paint you the story. We have Patricia Munn. She was a 20-year-old nursing student. She was dating Jesse, who was a 19-year-old university freshman at the time. Two, madly in love. They had, uh, they had already started talking about getting engaged in the future. So, you know, it's pretty serious. The two decided to attend a dance on um, one of their university campuses two days before Valentine's Day. So we are at February 12th. Um, Jesse really wanted to impress Patricia. So he shared, he used to share a car with his brother. And that particular day, um, he wasn't supposed to have the car, but he like worked it out with his brother so that he could have the car and, you know, impress Patricia and pick her up. Um, to take her to the dance. So that's what happened. Goes, picks up Patricia. They go to the dance, have a great time. They leave the dance a little bit before midnight and they uh, sign out of their dorms. They make their way over to a nearby lover's lane. Wink, wink. You know what I'm talking about? Those those, uh, deserted roads or uh, cul-de-sacs where people... It's called the kiki corners. Yeah, people be uh, parking in a... canoodling out there very very popular yeah yeah no it's like that's a thing actually i was reading it and it was like literally like an unspoken rule like if you you drive and you see a car parked at like a lover's lane you just politely drive away and go to the next one you leave them alone let them do their thing Mm. that's common courtesy i guess at the time Uh (laughs) i come now today people will be coming with cameras yeah over there they were just like no 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 just leave it (laughs) lover's lane so it's a very common thing very common thing so the sad thing is that these two young lovers would never return from their evening no the couple was reported missing um shortly after uh their friends attempted to locate them uh some of patricia's co-workers at the hospital eventually discovered the abandoned car uh it had their coats still inside but there was no signs of a struggle or any altercation so everything seemed fine they just weren't there um the search for them lasted 12 days finally on february 25th a surveyor was out in the woods uh when he discovered what he thought was like a mannequin and on further expansion realized this is actually a body so he accidentally stumbled across the bodies of patricia and jesse in a wooded area so the couple had been tied to a tree their backs um to the tree their arms tied backwards a thick rope covered their heads their like neck and their hands um unfortunately they had been strangled to death uh, nothing though had been taken from them. Again, nothing was robbed from them. The marks on their neck actually showed evidence that the rope was loosened and tightened over and over. So it looked like somebody had prolonged their death, was torturing them basically. Um, and they had been uh, stabbed and hit and whatnot, like punched. So again, my gosh, the general consensus was it seemed like these two had been tortured um before they eventually passed away um the there were several leads after the 
the murders happened, their bodies were discovered, uh, but the case ended up going cold, unsolved. The only suspect that was, um, they had two suspects, one of them eventually died as time passed. There's one living suspect uh, who has never officially been ruled out. He was a doctor that worked with Patricia that during the time was extremely uncooperative with the um with the investigation and to this day continues to remain uncooperative they have um looked into uh using a new type of like dna um extracting process because they still have like for example like the ropes that they were they were strangled with Mm -hmm. so they're the hope is that hopefully they'll be able to extract some kind of dna from that um and match it with somebody um so they were hoping to get dna from this doctor that was still alive and he denied that interestingly enough and where's his alibi at I don't know. They've never been able to pin him, but he's just the only suspect that that I could see that was never ruled out. And for whatever reason, seemed to be extremely uncooperative and still to this day. Like, if you have nothing to do with something, I don't see why you wouldn't cooperate, you know? It's kind of sus. It's kinda uh, come sus. on, you can unsus yourself right now. Exactly. Why not choose to clear your name? It's very interesting. <laughs> no, he did it. <laughs> I know my the my I have that mentality like when I w- watch a lot of like true crime and stuff I guess with these unsolved things I instantly like latch onto one thing and I'm like that's it that had to be it there's a, it, like there's no way it wasn't come on bud but, but you know more obvious it's we have a justice system and it has to find somebody guilty and everyone it is, is true everybody is entitled to due process so in unfortunately sometimes you just don't have enough evidence to convict so cases go cold (sighs) exactly so this was an unsolved case and it has gone cold um you know all these years that was 1971 it's a long time still very tragic still very rough um but those were my six true crime murder stories linked to valentine's day yay Yay! But really, more like, oh no! Yeah, actually, not good. Happy anniversary to every single one of (laughs) y'all that's still alive today (laughs) to remember you and how shitty you are. I hope you guys are having a great three meals right (laughs) now. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, it's it sucks. I always like the human side of me when it comes to true crime is like it really sucks for the you know the friends and family that survive past these you know their loved ones and it's tragic. Nothing in a perfect world, none of this would ever happen. But people are shitty and horrible sometimes, and these things do happen. Um, But you know, hopefully, the justice system can help. Hopefully. <laughs> to solve these, if you guys crimes. can only see her face right now, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, full, full trust in our justice system. Um, wink, wink. Uh, that's that's another podcast. The hardest sentence. wink, wink. All right. Um, I did want to. Um, I had two notable mentions. So these are these are um stories yes stories linked to Valentine's Day that either one I didn't want to fully dive into because it was way too much about them or um 
there was just not enough about them. So I'm going to start with the first one. This is the um, the kissing robbery couple of China of 2015. So long story short, um, this couple um, robbed this store in 2015 in China, and they were caught on the CCTV footage um, kissing during the robbery. And they were all not very, they were young. They were not very good. Uh, they were caught on the scene. Wait, hold because... on. I say that one more time. What? <laughs> Wait, they were like, the, like the robber was kissing them. They, they were both robbing together this couple. Okay. And like mid robbery, they like stopped and like Luke, he like made out. All right. Why? I don't, I don't know, but that ended up getting them caught literally on the spot. They'd be horny during time, bros. Like... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith a, things going on. It was an interesting one to to mention just because that, that's it was <laughs> it was kind of comical. Funny. I'm sorry to say to the tragedy that happened to whatever, but come on. Yeah, it, I mean they didn't. At the end of the day, the robbery it, it didn't work out very well. They were caught, so it's just an interesting WTF kind of story. Somebody um, put some sort of pill in them like the morning of. That I, got them like real mad horny. I was just like, I got this urge, honey. They couldn't wait. Like, like I, I <laughs> what? I have questions. Hold on, hold on. The can of tomatoes right there. Give me one second. Yeah, I was like, what is this? But yeah, it was a, it was a funny one. That was the funny one. Notable mention. Second one is unfortunately not so funny. Uh, this I didn't want to dive into that one. Uh, just because. It's a little sensitive, um, being us being from Florida, and we know this one very well. I just forget that it happens on this that it happened on this date. So this uh, second notable mention, I feel like notable is a rough word to choose it. Another story that's tied to Valentine's Day, tragically, um, has to deal with the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas uh, school shooting, the Parkland shooting of 2018. It took place on uh, Valentine's Day. Yes. So I was like, ah, damn it. I forgot that took place that, that particular day. That's really shitty. And that really sucks. So I didn't want to talk about it too much out of just um, respect. And um, okay, it hits too close it's, to home. It's, it's very close to home. I recall that whole day way too, way too much. Yeah. Um, and the anniversary always sucks. So it's. It's it's a rough topic, and um, I, I just wanted to include it in in prefacing like um, to if anything to tie in like um, you know tomorrow Valentine's Day will be the anniversary of that, um, and just kind of as a like um, a over overarching you know um, thinking thoughts and prayers for all those that were affected. Absolutely. Uh, family, friends, survivors um, from that very tragic yeah. occurrence, then um, that they will continue to be remembered. Um, my only, like, I guess the the one, if anything good comes from tragedy, though, um, just being that uh, we had a lot of like student-led activism and whatnot that came from that particular incident um so very proud of all those young voices that in the midst of their tragedy and all that they survived and suffered chose to use their voice as a platform for helping others we yeah love that. it takes a lot it musters a lot of 
a lot of power to go beyond emotions and really use that en- extra energy, the last bit of energy to help out the world. So heart, my heart goes out to all those people that are affected. It's a day that's supposed to be of love and forgiveness and just just yeah just love in general and uh my heart goes out to those people that every single time that this day comes they don't think of love they think of what happened yeah it is it's rough but we we honor their memory absolutely regardless so absolutely That is all of our stories that I have to share in regards to a tragic Valentine's Day special in our first true crime episode of Cryptid Chat. (laughs) What did you think about that? I'm sure now you are you are just in a snuggle bug, cuddly kind of a mood, right? I'm about to go to sleep and think about (laughs) good things and fluffy things and just think about, you know, cards uh, that I usually get when we're in elementary (laughs) where we get to give it to your crush and stuff like that. All the fun dip, yo. Okay, I'm not gonna lie though. I I listened to your last podcast. Come on, guys, don't don't you dare say anything bad about fun dip. How <laughs> dare you guys? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like I like my fun dip, but it, the the true ones, the true ones, when when they give you the full Skittle packs. Mm, mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you to you guys. To the, the parents that actually buy full bars. Mm. Not the ones that that attach like the the off-brand crunch bars. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about those those off-brand ones that like come all in a pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. assorted packs. It's assorted packs, and then they give you it in with like like regular tape. It's not even like a a pre-made card that has a socket for the chocolate. No, it's, no, no. You gotta tape that on. They got they got the clear tape and everything. Like, and then absolutely. after that, it just ruins the card itself after you rip it off. Oh, well, Which, nobody reading the card. You're, you're getting the candy. Let's be real. I read the card. Come on. Okay, let's think of it, Hunt. Think of it, Hunt. You you look for through all of the cards. You're waiting for your crush to kind of give you one. And then you kind of okay. relish on that one. Okay. You kind of look at that and you said, oh my God, she wrote my name. Or she, for you, no. he wrote my name. Put a heart at the end. Oh my god! You know oh what that god. means. You know what that means, honey. You want to be my Valentine this season? I catch you on the playground. Hi, hey, honey. You want? Uh, you want? Can, can, will you be my Valentine? Yeah. Ah. Ah. <laughs> I made it again, boys. Again, my heart goes out to all y'all that doesn't have a Valentine. Do a Valen bro time. I got you. If you need some bro time. We had, Valen, we had Valen bros too, though. Exactly, man. Find the closest homie or homegirl. Yo, just come up to them say, hey, yo, let's, let's exchange some cards real quick. I gave you a plushie in high school. Oh, yes. And I still have it till this day. All yeah. right. Fun fact. Since we're in the, in the end topics right now, oh, yes, this, is the, this is probably the wildest story that I've ever had. So I, I so she gave me a plush. We we did like an exchange. We have yeah, like a bench in high school where we sophomore all. Sophomore year. It, yes, it, we it was freshman sophomore year, um, but most likely sophomore year because that's when we knew each other even more. Mm-hmm. But uh, the bench is pretty much where just like a, a local friend, our, our group of friends, our clique would go mm-hmm. to during lunch, and we did a Valentine's exchange, you know, and uh, 
I'm not gonna lie. She she gave she did give me a a, a plush uh, mm -hmm. doggy with what yeah. the doggy was was biting a a heart which said yeah. love on it, and I yeah. took it. And I'm not even gonna lie, I kind of forgot it after that for a while, mm. but I kept it though. And I don't know why I kept it. And then years after, Ooh. when when like we found love, I was like, wait a minute. You, and we were talking about it. We were just randomly talking about it, and 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 uh, you said that like something about like uh, uh, like you gave someone. Mm -hmm. I don't think you remembered who you gave it to. You. We were just talking about um, giving someone like we were doing an exchange, yeah. and then I was like, "Wait a minute, are you t are you talking about like the dog with the heart?" And you remember? And I remembered it, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I still have it." And I went to to my like to my closet, my boxes, because we I think during that time I just moved and mm -hmm. we didn't, I didn't unpack anything and uh, everything. And then I grabbed it. We were video chatting, and then I showed us, "Is it this?" So, guys, he still have it. Yeah. Uh, that, that means she loved me this whole entire time, boys. <laughs> She she, she, said, she I've been me, the guys. one. I've been the one the whole time. Like this I whole time, it. maybe it was just it, it was. It's kind of like a movie. It was just like what's it called? What's that word? Whenever what? like like it was like premeditated. Like, oh, it was like destined. It was destined to happen. It, it was like uh, yeah. It, <laughs> if it, it was if if our, if our story was a movie, oh, that that God. <laughs> that was like the first hint. Yeah, I won't what to come. I won't dive into the full like legality, like the full whatnot into the the story. But I'll give a general synopsis as we're wrapping up. Now everyone's had all that tragedy and whatnot. Let's end let's off. Talk oh about my god, good I stuff. Let's hit. I think our let's, story's pretty nice. Yeah, let, let's end this off on like a happy note. Let's finish it off with some fluff um, <laughs> for our Valentine's Day special. So. For those of you who don't know, I have known AJ for 10 years now, about. Um, we met freshman year of high school. We went to an art school. 2010. Yes. And we became friends very quickly and we became very close friends. Um, we, you know, during that time, you know, we're kids. We, we date and like people and have crushes and whatnot. And One fact, he, five days from now, will be it, it will be uh, 10 years and a half, 10 years, six months. Wow. Just throwing it out there holy crap yeah getting ten old. and a half getting old <laughs> so we like at some point in time both liked each other but never did anything about it you know you know how that is in high school you like mm -hmm. people and then you're too shy or like whatever kind of a deal um it was very unspoken by the way it yeah, was really hidden we, we neither really of us hit knew it. neither of us knew no nope. like at all we we don't we didn't realize and now we look back at messages and stuff and like and we're like damn um, really we were very we were so close i i th i think what we yeah we, it, we were so blinded we were we were very close though like it, it really Even was so many of our friends used to be like are you guys dating are you guys a thing? i never like, knew that honestly like no 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 she's she's my best friend no, she's um, actually and truly honestly if you were to go back in time and tell us like asked us like if we were dating like honestly truly we truly believed we were best friends yep, and we really it. were that's, that's honestly that, yep. what we treat how we treated each other we texted each other almost every day we literally uvu called if anyone remembers uvu calls like she would actually ask me hey yo 
You want to for the call? youngins for the youngins who don't know Ubu, that was like the OG FaceTime. Exactly. Let's put it that way. Exactly. Yeah. It was before, well before Zoom. This was this was the thing. Pretty much think of it as Zoom, guys. It's yeah. it's during that time that was that was video chat during the time, and that was a revelation. Oh my gosh! But <laughs> that was a revelation. It it was really a time like she would randomly just ask me, says, "Hey, yo." Want a video chat? And and I would ask her the same thing. You want a video chat? I was like, what type of friends do this? I don't know, man. We spent And we truly believed it. Oh, well. I was blind. We were blind. We I, both were. I don't know why I wanted to video chat you like every other week or so, but I guess so. Oh, well. Yeah, but we just did, and it happened. But we like... We like liked other people, and then we dated other people and whatnot, oh, and then eventually life. <laughs> we yeah. talked about we talked about them relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, eventually, life happens, shit happens, and I left the school, and I was dumb, and I followed a shitty ex boyfriend, choke on a corn. Um, but like. <laughs> We kind of like, <laughs> oh no, I didn't mean it that way at all. <laughs> oh God, no. Revert, revert. Um, we like kind of like lost contact for a little bit. It like, happens because yeah, college happened. It was yeah. pretty much we we were year. and that, it made it very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over time we like reconnected. Like we always like kept in contact to an extent, but like we like really reconnected several years later um our our friend group like we reconsolidated kind of a deal and then that was when um homeboy over here i was like i'm gonna confess my undying love for her okay okay maybe it was not undying but no 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 it was undying we'll go with that i like <laughs> i like that version of it better okay. uh, <laughs> i the thing is that i i was beginning to like this boy and um i was like no no he's my best friend no i, I can't ruin things. wait hold on okay actually revert back this is news to me you actually you're- yes i did i did like you during the time but i was like what? i can't do anything about it. No, stop it. No, 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 that's me that's me being like oh googly oh i thought you were pterodactyl screeching because okay during that time that was when we're actually hanging out a lot more yes that's we why were- like i kind of catch feels but i was like I convinced myself that I, I was like confused because we were reconnecting again and I just really missed you and I liked having you around. And I was like, I, I didn't want to ruin our friendship, which had been yeah. for so long. Mm-hmm. So you threw me for a loop when you told me that you liked me and you conspired with my mom to tell me that you like me. Uh, uh, it was conspiring with your with Andrea, your your best friend, first of all. My mom knew. Yeah, because through Andrea, really. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> And I panicked and I brothers owned you. It's okay. You know, I, I took it. I, I honestly took this, uh, to the extent that I promised you that we were best friends Mm. and I wanted to make sure that you were happy that no matter where life took you, I would be by your side. Ah. And that's, that's a promise that I, I, I took all the way to what happens next yes so i like brother zoned this boy and i was like i need i'm gonna focus on myself i don't think i'm ready to date and this this, and that then what happens i date i fall 
madly in love with this boy and i'm convinced he's the one and we start dating and we're within... confused it's not me by the way no, no sorry if you're, if you're if you're keeping score not no no we're not there yet not me, not uh, me. i we get engaged within like i think it was like five or six months it was very quick it was six uh, months <laughs> it was pretty quick um and i was like this is it. This is the one. I actually knew he was going to propose to me. And I told AJ, I messaged him one day and I was like, he's going to propose to me. Oh my God. And he was like, are you sure this is what you want? And this is and that. And I was like, of course, this is what I want. Why would you ask me that? I'm so ready. And I wasn't. I remember uh, that so hard. Spoiler alert. I wasn't ready. <laughs> oh, she was very, very ready in during the time. Oh, yes. Okay. I said yes. Okay. I was engaged. And then um this is why oh, and i just want to preface this i asked her not because of selfish needs i was honestly genuinely like yes, you're yes, young yes. and this is still we're still in school yeah. mm -hmm. and we haven't found like like we're not at that point where we found a stable job just yet yeah. and you know like it, it it truly was like i i was honestly worried Aww. in a real friendship level i wasn't trying to like say hey don't do this because i'm in love with you i truly stepped back and truly asked her because it was for if it was her good better judgment but i trust her enough to uh that she she knows what she's doing and therefore i i continued on and i and i i supported her any way i could um with her with her love and, and where yes. he supported me so much that I actually asked him to be not my maid of honor, but my bro of honor. Yes. What, yeah, what a, what a title. I have a video. Yeah. I still watch it sometimes. It's oh, funny. God, no, <laughs> it's funny. He was going to be my maid of honor basically at my wedding and then shit hit the fan. And I, I had a lot of revelations. <laughs> and why you should always date somebody a good, like you should always know the person that you're going to get married. And so you, really want to get married with them um and then i came to the starting realization that i did not want to marry this person and in fact i was not going to and i broke up the engagement ah shitty time shitty shitty time just just to preface he's not a, a shitty person in all means no it's just it wasn't way. we were not it wasn't a i'm from like i'm just gonna let you describe it i'm not gonna describe it because that <laughs> we, would be really bad for my side <laughs> it was infatuation not love and it was, I don't think we were compatible. I think we thought we were, but we were not. Okay. Um, so it just it didn't happen. Go. And sometimes that's how it is in life. Things aren't supposed to meant, meant to happen. So I broke up my engagement. It was terrible. Actually, it was really funny how I did it too. Like, it's that sounds terrible. We were like, I was like flying from Shanghai, China. Yes. With my dad and my sister. Um and we are just coming back from a trip to Shanghai Disneyland, which, by the way, beautiful. Um, Please go. So I had this revelation while I was on this trip. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to see the world. I want to travel. I want to do this, this, and that. I don't want to do it with this person. Uh, <laughs> so I turned to my sister. My dad's, like, knocked out. We're hitting turbulence over Russia. I think we're about to die. So I'm, I'm over here, like, about to make, like, my deathbed confession, thinking we're about to, like, crash. And I turned to her. I was like, somebody's got to know this. Somebody's got to know the truth. I don't want to get married. And she was like, what the fuck? Like, she was like, what is like, if you all are, just, you guys know Elaine. Exactly. <laughs> just, like, just picture Elaine. Y'all know her by now. She was 
shook. Um, so yeah. And then I came back and I broke the engagement and whatnot. And it was a really rough time. And I was just like leaning on my friends during that time. And I was like, you know, what am I going to do now? And this isn't that. And that's like a time where you really self reflect and whatnot. And I was just like, thinking about like, what, if I know he's not what I want, what is that I want? Like, what do I want? So I was like, really thinking about them, this, this and that. And then like, I had this I don't want to say horrific because it wasn't horrific. It ended up being a good thing. I had this absolutely mind-blowing revelation that I, I made a list, like a pros and cons list. And I was like, oh my God. Because everything on this list of what I wanted in a person already existed in a person. And I was like, oh shit. No, 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 no. Like I was like, absolutely not sis you can't do that first of all you are not going to rebound with your best friend he deserves better than that but second of all i was just like no 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 that's 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 not okay no 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 that's your best friend that's your that's your bro bro no no you kind of no. already asked him for the borough of honor yeah i was like no <laughs> no um eventually that no turned into you know what life is too short fuck it and i told him that I liked him after some time. No, I she, I, you want me to tell you exactly what she told uh, me? Uh, uh, you want to know exactly what she told me? So this is, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to give a little backstory. I'm going to a little little backstory. <laughs> this is going to be a long episode. This is an hour and a half almost. Uh, uh, it's okay. It's a, it's a special. It's a special. Okay, we, special. we'll give you guys we'll give you guys the details because I think this if is. If they a don't want to hear this, they can skip ahead. But this yeah, is <laughs> but but little backstory. Uh. Fudge, what were you talking about? <laughs> kinda, how I, I, how I told you that I liked you. After eight years. Hey, give, me, give me a moment. I have short-term memory loss, by the way. Remember how I called, I said I, I'm Nemo? I'm like more like Dory. I, I, I'm bad with memory. Fish memory. Selected. I got the fish memory. I really do. <laughs> it, the first thing how you, which you said to me, um, is the backstory is, is ah yes oh you're the, talking about the question yes the, oh the back, god the backstory there's a oh, small god. backstory uh, so to kind of like formulate it better but you know how in high school and this happened with us actually in high school we went to homecoming together in mm -hmm. high school as friends we told yep. each other saying this hey if we can't find any dates for homecoming mm -hmm. would you like to go together and we said, yeah, as friends. And I think we prefaced that, like, made sure it was as friends. Because we didn't want anyone to think we, we didn't want to make it weird be between each other and make hints on anybody else. But honestly, I don't think they 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 took it anyways. But it's like it's like okay. one of those type when of I, things. When I post this episode, I'm going to also include that photo because people are going to be like, oh, yeah, get oh, cute. my gosh, you can you'll see me like keeping my hands to myself because. <laughs> As an Asian, uh, growing up as an Asian, like that's that's proper. We we don't touch. We respect the female body and Aww. only allow if they permit. Um. Anyways, but continuing off of that, she asked me a question very similarly to that. It was like, okay. "Yo, my dude," not like that though, but like comically, "Yo, my dude." If like we thirty, and we haven't found anybody. Mm -hmm. would you want to marry would you, you want to get married you know type thing 
And that was like the biggest question she'd ever ask me. Yeah. And then she went to the bathroom because like she was scared and, and she had to actually. Yeah. No, I was like half sleepy drunk. And then also like, what have I done? <laughs> she didn't know what I was going to say, honestly, because no. during that time that was like, that was, that was still a mystery. If she knew if like, if I still had feelings or anything. Oh like yeah. That. No, yeah, that was a shot in the dark. It was, it was really shot in the dark. She, she like, ah, I'm going to say what I got. I need to say, and then I'm going to run to the bathroom. And then she she went she said it ran to the bathroom came back and then she and then I I gave her a little tension I was like yeah. I didn't say anything for a bit I, I gave her a little tension but that was just me teasing and then I eventually said yeah why not yeah I was like oh shit okay and then fine. I think I think then that's when she took the hint that I was just like there's he still a chance me he might still like me <laughs> uh, and uh, to be completely fair with you guys. During their whole entire engagement, I truly took to heart as mm-hmm. her being my best friend. I mm. truly, truly did. He as was. much as much as you guys will probably not believe that, I pr- I promise you that when she asked me, I said it wholeheartedly. It did break my heart a little. I'm not gonna lie, but Ooh. but it did it, it did if it meant the world to her, um, for me to support her in that way, and that's how it's that's what she's gonna be happy about then i'm all for it i did not hesitate to say yes when she asked me uh to be her bro of honor so just want to throw that out there before people say like bro you honestly honestly was waiting for some shit bad bad shit to happen no i promise <laughs> not me. secretly on the sidelines break up no 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 he's Never. like one of the good ones he never crossed my mind i truly wanted her happiness if and that if that was her happiness then i would have and then it happened and we eventually confessed and started dating and look at us now almost two we will be two years of dating in march yes march 18th i strategically put it on the 18th because that was when i first met her um Ah. so uh, coming august it would be uh uh, 11 years exactly when we met and then oh. uh, yeah All the i really really wanted me when i asked i was gonna ask you out february 18th which would be again five days from now it would be mm. our ha- our half year so mm. biannually out we would be celebrating every half year every six months we would be celebrating something it would be french friends anniversary and then anniversary friends anniversary anniversary ah, but but the thing is, is that the thing is, is that we gave ourselves a time frame and kind of to like really think about if this was really for us. And I really wanted to 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 honor that. So March was a better time. So that's why that's 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 why. But but yeah. And that's our story. That's her story. Guys. And now we're here talking about murder. For Valentine's Day, how romantic! I hope you guys are having a, a fantastic Valentine's because today, technically, yes. you're reading this. You guys have a blessed day and an amazing time with your significant other. If you don't have any significant other, treat yourself. Yes, give yourself self-care. something. Self care, self love. Call somebody. Call your homie. Call your homegirl. The Come most on. important love you can have is the love for yourself. Absolutely. Be with your mm-hmm. parents too, you know. That's that's no what nothing to be ashamed of. Yes, so so much. I want to thank my wonderful boyfriend, AJ, for being Yay. on the podcast again. Absolutely. 
for taking your time to talk about this fun stuff and to oh this not that's not fun that's that's dreadful i know i know i say that very sarcastically <laughs> and to throw all the fluff in the world to our listeners about our story i'm sure they were all dying to know now they cupid. know cupid just, exactly just the arrows and everything all the pink just think pink and, and fluffy heart absolutely and now they know so happy valentine's day to you folks before we leave just a reminder that make sure you are following us on social media at crypto chat girl on instagram i think that's it shit I forget yes. my own. Yes. I forget my own social. <laughs> uh, CryptoChatYammy at gmail.com is where you can contact us as well. And we also have a Twitter. So feel free to always uh, comment, DM us if you guys have any episode suggestions you want to be on the podcast you think somebody should be on the podcast let us know we are so excited to have uh, more stuff coming up really excited for potential future interview that are going to be coming up some fun guests fun topics um also if you're not following order 66 a star wars podcast you really should be because um i also co-host that with uh mr greg and matt and talk about star wars like the name very nice some episodes came out yeah we have two episodes out we're going to be filming a new episode i think either tomorrow or monday um Mm -hmm. and we're going to be talking about attack of the clones also, so. don't forget to join the Discord. If you guys are in the yes. world of the cryptids, if you're in the world of the paranormal, we don't really, ha- there's not really much of a central area to kind of talk about it, talk about your what your experiences of. So if you want to go ahead and find a community that really is centralized, mm. you can go join the Discord. I'm sure she has a link somewhere. Be sure to be yes. joining there. Uh, <laughs> team, team Nessie over here. That's me over there but a uh, great place to be at to talk about anything and anything paranormal uh cryptid type or any of the bunch that is just you know whimsical so join yeah. us on the discord yes join us always and hun where can they follow you if they want to if they're like ooh, gaming tech love that shit yes, if you this dude absolutely if you guys are interested in tech type stuff pc gaming streaming if you guys want to enhance your gaming enhance your stream i've been streaming for around five uh five years or so been content creating for 10 years you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash nemo you can follow me on my twitter at twitter.com forward slash nemsters n-e-m-s-t-r-e-r-s or if you want a soul a central local link it's solo.to forward slash n-e-m-o that will give you every single one of my links uh if you ever want to just find uh a centralized area so thank you thank thank you very much you have them so much more organized than me i always <laughs> i've done i don't know how many podcast episodes and i still sometimes forget my own socials we need to well i've been do, again i've been doing this for many many years yeah. don't worry honey make a solo.to honey and yeah, you, it's it's gonna be right so now. much easier it'll be one click away solo.to forward slash nemo hopefully very soon solo.to forward slash cryptid chat girl uh a central area to have linked all of her links or all of her socials and get yeah. linked up there you go now they know all right everyone thank you again for tuning into another episode of cryptid chat with yammy goodbye folks happy valentine's day we love you so much goodbye i love you mothman loves you yes he loves you
Yes, Nessie, so much. All right, I don't. I, how do I record this shit? I think I stopped recording it. Yay! It's still, it's still live on our feed right here. You know, I see that. I think if I hit end, though, it's gonna like end the entire thing. Okay, so. that's fine. I'll just see you on Discord. Wow, you just don't want to see me. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. I don't want to see you ever again. I'm joking. Wow, that's not what you said three years ago. <laughs> Four years ago. Excuse okay. me. Okay. Okay. Shit. My bad. You know what I mean. Put this in the blooper. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will. It's just a wink, wink. Oh, I should have put that. Dang it. That was a couple of stuff I can said there. Anyways. <laughs>